hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. You're listening to Queer Money episode 174. This week is a different kind of show. It's a solo cast with just me. Yep, you only get David this week. Why? Because I'm getting a little personal. I'm going to tell you the story of how I quit my job. Not just once, but twice. So listen up. Maybe, just maybe, it will help you see how you can quit your job too. By the way, thank you again for listening. If you like this episode, share it with someone you know. Plus, I'd like to give a shout out to Citizen Coco, who gave us a glowing review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for the review. Now, on with the show. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere, so banking fits into your life, not the other way around. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. Remember last week when we interviewed Martin Iden? Wasn't that a great interview? We talked a lot about habits and success and making better decisions when it comes to our careers. One of the things he said during that show was, if you don't like what you're doing now, or what you're doing initially isn't your calling, then A, get out. (laughs) I think a lot of people don't think about that and end up being miserable. And then B, you don't have to necessarily instantly know where you want to go next. Martin gave some great advice there. It reminded me of when I quit my job. Although I didn't hate my job, I knew things weren't exactly the way that I wanted them to be. Which, of course, reminds me of my favorite Jim Rohn quote. (laughs) If you don't like where you're at, move. You're not a tree. (laughs) And it also reminds me of one of my favorite Napoleon Hill quotes. He says, no one drifts to success. Basically saying that success doesn't happen by accident, right? So we have to take some sort of action. And I think that that's where I was at at this point in time. I knew things that had to change for me for them to get better. I wanted them to improve. So that's why I wanted to record this special podcast episode to help you understand or hear the story of why I quit my jobs. Yes, plural. (laughs) So what was it like back then? Uh, So I'm going to take you back to 2014. I had been working for Charles Schwab for probably, I think at that point, about seven years. I had had several jobs, had started there in a position that I kind of started as I thought would be a stepping stone. Then the market crashed and things didn't go exactly the way that I had hoped that they would. I ended up being in that position a little bit longer than I wanted to. But eventually I got into a position that I was enjoying. I liked the work that I was doing, and I liked the people that I was working with. And so some time went by, and I was starting to get accustomed to my position. I was also being asked to add more and more responsibilities to my job role, which meant that over time, I was working more and more. At the same time, It was a dream of John and mine to eventually work for ourselves. See, we 
back in the beginning of our relationship, when we would start, when we'd go to work together in the morning, we would head off to work, most often carpooling. I would drop John off or he would drop me off and then we would go our separate ways. We would meet back up, pick each other up after work, which was usually about nine to 10 hours later. And then we would head home, make dinner, probably watch some TV or do some sort of activity or relax a little bit. But usually that was only for a couple of hours. Then we would head to bed and start the whole thing over the next day. And we started to think to ourselves or talk to ourselves about how we really didn't enjoy spending all of our life working for someone else, that we wanted to spend more time together. We wanted to spend our time with each other because that's what we really loved. We loved being with each other. So we knew that eventually in some manner we would have to work for ourselves. So this was always in the back of our minds. And so when we had our journey of getting out of credit card debt, we realized that we had a teachable moment. And that's when John and I started to work on writing our book for the four principles of a debt-free life. And as we wrote that book, we wrote it with the intention of understanding that that we worked in financial services and here we were writing a book about getting out of debt and the basics of investing and having a financial plan. And we knew that what we were writing was in alignment with what a lot of individuals, a lot of companies, a lot of businesses in our industry would encourage people to do. So we thought this would be something that our employer would support. And so we kept on writing and we kept on working at it. And at a certain point in time, John's job moved over to where he was actually doing compliance. He was actually monitoring whether or not what advisors advise their clients to do or what they write in their emails or the kind of material that they share with their clients, whether or not that was appropriate for them. So for years during this writing process, John had an eye to what we could or could not say when it came to publishing our book. So we thought we're right on track. Not only do we understand what the industry wants, but we're also writing this with the guidelines of our employer. We were both working for the same company. We're writing this with the guidelines of what our employer would or would not allow us to say. We didn't give specific advice. We weren't giving advice on specific tools that individuals should use. It was all very general personal finance advice based on our experience. So we had been writing this book and we kind of finally got to the point where we were ready to start shopping it around to agents so that the book could be published. And I know that most companies do this. They ask you to let them know if you have any outside business activity. So I knew this was outside business activity. And the reason why companies do that is they don't want you what they call moonlighting or basically providing services that contradict with their services or you making money off of clients that they would otherwise have. And so I went to my employer and I said, I want to publish this book. And I gave them a copy of the book and I had our compliance department review the book. At this point in time, now John was no longer in compliance. He was no longer working for Charles Schwab. 
And one of the things that we were so excited about is Charles Schwab had this slogan, and they still have it today. It kind of refers to you being aspirational. Their slogan is, own your tomorrow. And I was excited because I thought for certain, Charles Schwab is going to support me in wanting to own my tomorrow. Well, what ended up happening? (laughs) The truth of the matter was that they didn't support it. And I'm not begrudgingly telling you this story. I'm telling you this story because I want you to be aware of how what you're doing may impact your current job situation if you're doing some sort of outside business activity. And I'm not doing this because I want to point the finger or blame Schwab for anything. And the reason I say that is because I'm very thankful that in the end, they came back and said no. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) But the reality was, is they were not going to allow me to publish this book. And this is something that John and I had been working on for years, wanting to help our community, wanting to help individuals in general improve their lives by paying off their debt and living a debt-free life so that they could enjoy other aspects of their lives. So it came down to a point where John and I need to make a decision. Would we publish the book, which meant that I would have to quit my job, or would we say, I guess we can't own our tomorrow? So what were some of the things that were going on in my head when I decided or was weighing this in my head as to whether or not I would quit my job? Well, first of all, I think this is probably something everyone deals with when they're considering leaving a job. Leaving a job that you know, right? You get comfortable. Whether you've been there for six months or six years or longer, you get comfortable working for a company You know people, they know you, they know your work, so you get comfortable. It also is a little scary, especially if you've been in a position or at a company for a a length of time, thinking about leaving them and going to another company. You don't know anything about the companies that you're going to, about their internal situation, right? Are you going to get a good, good boss or a bad boss? All of that kind of weighed on my mind. What did it make sense for me to leave my job, one that I was comfortable with, one that I was making decent money at, one that I could see myself continuing to grow in, but it didn't align with what my long-term goals were. I think one of the other goals, uh, or I'm sorry, fears that I had about this whole situation was when I would leave my employer, I would of course be asking for more money. It makes sense when you leave one employer and move to another, you're taking on more risk. You're going to probably have more stress at your job initially because you're going to be learning more. So I wanted to ask for a raise, partly because I was also at the time period when I should be getting a raise when I was working at Schwab. So I kind of wanted all that to coincide. All those fears weighed on me and I didn't know whether or not this was the right thing to do, but I really, really wanted it. So what ended up happening? Well, I went looking for another job. I decided I'm going to have to at least try. If we want to own our tomorrow, if we want to have the success that we need in the future, I'm going to have to at least try. So I went out and researched some employers, and I finally found one that I liked. Actually, I found a couple, and I applied at a couple of them, but one of them called me back. And It was interesting because I went to the interview and it was almost like the stars had aligned. The way that my future boss was talking made sense to me. 
The things that I wanted seemed to be the things that he wanted. He had previously owned a company, so he was familiar with individuals who are trying to become entrepreneurs or wanting to succeed in other aspects of their lives. So he was very supportive. So what ended up happening when I quit my job? Well, remember I said I was fearful about asking for more money? I actually ended up getting a 14% raise because I left one employer and went to another. And that employer appreciated the skills that I was bringing and the enthusiasm that I had for the job. I got a 14% raise. Now, just think if I had let my fears take a hold of me and I hadn't done anything, I would have been earning 14% less going forward. So it allowed me to take a step up in what I was earning, which was nice because at the time, John wasn't working. He was working on or focusing on our business. One of the other great things that happened was while I was working at Schwab, and I remember I said that I was working quite a bit more. Well, when I got to that new employer, (laughs) they said, if you're working more than about 40 to 45 hours a week, there are is either one of two things wrong. One, we're giving you too much work and we need to hire people. Or two, you're not working efficiently. And we're going to sit down and figure out why that's the case. When my boss told me that, it blew me away. Because in the working world today, most of the time, don't your employers just automatically assume that they can continue to pile more and more and more work on you? and you should be able to get it done, but they don't expect you to work any more hours, or they can expect you to work hours, but they don't want to compensate you for that. It was so refreshing. So what happened when I overcame these fears? Clearly, I was rewarded for it, right? Now, I'm not telling you to just go out and quit your job. Look for some opportunities. Is there something out there that can help you think about maybe pursuing either another job or another career or your own business. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. So things got quite comfortable for me again. Back in 2014, after I had moved from Charles Schwab to Great West Financial, I was now starting to get comfortable with my job. I worked there for several years. I really was enjoying the individuals that I was working with. The work that I was doing, I was making more money. Life was pretty good. But there was this nagging thing in the back of my head. And that was, again, what was the real reason that John and I had decided to start our own business? It was because we wanted to be together. We wanted to work with each other rather than be apart. And what was happening? While I was working full-time on someone else's business, John was at home working full-time on our business. And so every day I would come home to John and I would see him working on something that was exciting and interesting. He was growing our business. I was growing someone else's business. 
I wanted to get back to that original reason. Even though things were comfortable for me, I was enjoying it. I still had a problem. I hadn't owned my tomorrow. The whole reason I had quit working for Charles Schwab. John was starting to own his tomorrow. We were making money off of our business. We're actually making enough money that we could support his salary that from when he left Charles Schwab. So we were starting to see our business generate revenue, but I still had some fears when I started thinking about quitting my job. This is in 2018. Actually, it was in 2017 when we really started thinking about it because we needed to plan ahead. But what were some of the things that we were worried about when it came to quitting a full-time job and going into being an entrepreneur? Well, one, neither of us would have the security of a regular paycheck. We oftentimes joke about this with one of our friends. He would always ask us why we are always working. And we always say, if we stop working, the paycheck stop coming in. Whereas when most individuals have a full-time job, they can take vacations more often or they can work a nine-to-five schedule and they know that the paycheck is still going to happen. That doesn't happen for entrepreneurs. So we had that insecurity there, that fear of what was going to happen when the paycheck stopped. The other thing we had an insecurity about was insurance. We were starting to hear all these stories about individuals who were entrepreneurs who had left their jobs and now had to enter the the marketplace for getting insurance or had gone out to investigate what they could find in the Affordable Care Act. And some of the stories we're hearing is that individuals were paying hundreds and in some cases thousands of dollars for insurance. It didn't sound so affordable. So it was a, a worry for us. So what do we do about those fears? Well, We did understand that our business was making enough money to replace one of our paychecks, but not both of them. So we started to set aside money so that we would have an even larger emergency savings and actually a replacement savings for when I quit my job. We also started to investigate what insurance would really end up costing us. And we did some digging found a insurance company that was local to Colorado. They only operated at that time in two states. And it allowed us to get a kind of a good picture of what our insurance was going to cost us. At the same time, we started setting aside money for emergencies, insurance emergencies, health insurance emergencies. So we started to do something about the fears. We started to prepare for them. You know, that's one thing that we talk a lot about in this podcast is if you really want to do something, you can run off and do it unprepared or you can do it prepared. And the likelihood of you having success when you do it unprepared is a lot lower than when you do it when you're prepared. So we took probably originally my hope was that I was going to be able to quit my job in the middle of 2017, but it all it didn't work out until the first half of 2018, when I finally was able to quit my job. But let's look at what what were the successes? What happened when I quit my job? The job, again, that I liked had was making good money, but it didn't allow me to own my tomorrow. Well, number one, I instantly was able to start spending more time with John. We were together every single day, working on our business, doing what we absolutely love. The other thing is, is I no longer had the stress of working for someone else. 
I didn't have a nine to five. I was no longer part of the crowd that <laughs> posts those thank God it's Friday memes or, oh my God, it's Sunday afternoon and I ha- I'm hating myself because I have to go to work tomorrow. I was no longer part of that crowd. Now, granted, I did have additional stresses, but the thing is, is that the stresses were things that I could take care of. And when I worked on those stresses, they were contributing to my own success. I was working on something that I was building. You know, they, there's the, the old saying that if you're not working on your own dreams, you're working on someone else's. I finally felt like I was working on my own dreams. And one of the things that John and I have always wanted to do is to give back to the community, to the LGBT community. And we have been able to do that significantly since I quit my job. Queer, the Queer Money Live tour that took place in 2019 helped us see just how many LGBT people are interested in improving their financial situation and the kinds of things that they need help with. It is allowing us to make a bigger impact on helping our community, where I would be distracted had I not quit my job and we would not have been able to go on the Queer Money Live tour. So what are the end results of me quitting my job? Well, it's interesting. I look back and I ask myself, well, am I working less hours? No, not really. (laughs) I'm actually in some cases working more. Am I making more money? Well, no, not really. When I think back to the time period when John and I both had full-time jobs, we were making pretty good money. Are we making that much yet? No. Are we on the path to doing that? Yes. But one of the things that I absolutely say yes to when I'm looking at my end results is do I have more freedom? Absolutely, I have more freedom. Last year, when John and I were celebrating our wedding, we decided to take a longer honeymoon. And we went to Ireland for nine days and Spain for 24 days. And we were able to do that because we had the freedom of being able to work from anywhere. We worked while we were on vacation. We took some time off, explored, had fun, worked some more. It's the same thing we do today. We have a lot, a lot more freedom. We're not responsible or beholden to someone specifically or one company specifically with the work that we do. And I absolutely love that. I love the fact that every day when I wake up, I go to work and I get to sit next to the person that I love. So I want you to think about this. And the reason why I share all this is because sometimes we get trapped into a way of thinking. We get controlled by those fears of what would happen if I went and got a different job? What would happen if I put myself out there? Well, there's two things that'll happen. One, you may not enjoy it and you'll have to shift to something else. Or two, you're going to love it and you're going to find success and happiness from it. So consider putting yourself out there. Make some sort of change. It doesn't have to be significant. Maybe it's just a different position at the same company you're already at. Maybe it's quitting your job and going to another one. Maybe it's starting your own business and becoming an LGBT entrepreneur. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next week. There you have it. I quit my job twice. Was it easy? No. Was it without stress? 
No. Was it worth it? Hell yes. I often think back to what our lives would be like if we hadn't taken the leap to quit our jobs. Quit them twice. (laughs) I might still be back at Schwab working 50 to 55 hours a week, making less money and wishing that I was spending time with John. I might be hating my job, tired of the 9 to 5 grind, or in my case, often 7 to 5 grind (laughs) with extra time on the weekend. What do you think? Did I make the right decision? Do you have a great quitting your job story? Share it with us on the Queer Money Podcast Facebook page or on the Queer Money Podcast Instagram feed for this show. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening. Our goal with Queer Money is to inspire and show other LGBT folks that there are great opportunities out there for us, especially if we plan ahead and take the risks. Come back next week for another great story. We've got the story of a man who grew up in Alabama, but ended up becoming one of the top interior designers in Hollywood and had worked with and become friends with the likes of Elizabeth Taylor, Rock Hudson, and many more. See you next week. To learn more about how our sponsor, Capital One, is reimagining their local spaces and experiences to have banking better fit your life, visit www.capitalone.com and follow them on social at Capital One Cafe. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.